This is the After Party, live with Kim McAllister and John Daly. She's all rebooted. She's fresh and clean. Yeah, I was having that little uh, spinning wheel of death coming on a couple times. Oh, nobody likes a spinning wheel of death. And so I've rebooted, and hopefully everything's going to be okay. I'm going to push myself back. I think all is well. Not too far. Not too far. You're showing your cabinet now. Oh, well, the spinning wheel happens? of death is not a game you want to play. No. <laughs> oh, now you have a little showing. bit of paper and cord. Uh, there's always gonna, something going you on. You want to turn here. it towards the window a little bit. Oh, for crying out loud! We might just have to deal with it. There you go. Okay. Nothing Am I good to go? Professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still showing a little cabinet, but it's fine. Hot John Daly's office. Can I help you, please? Yes. Oh. Okay. Wow, you have a red phone. <laughs> I do have a red. It's my hot. It's a hotline. Oh, okay. When I say well, something wrong, Mark Thompson calls immediately and says, you know what? Don't say that anymore. We're not we're not doing that. Oh, so that's a busy yeah. phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a hotline. Yeah. We should probably start over again. Okay. <laughs> hey, Kim. Welcome Hi, to John Friday. Bailey. What's the going after on? Party live. Yeah. I- I'm well. Woo! This is the, after, the last after party before the weekend, which oh, means that we got to make it good, like really good, right? Oh, only one cup of coffee for me because I have a telephone meeting with uh, my mom's attorney tonight uh, regarding her property issues. And uh, I don't like to get too, uh, you Amped know, hyper. Up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then I, you know, if I get frustrated, then I might not uh, be the best communicator. Uh, well, so one cup of coffee. SJ Lola is saying aloha from sunny Maui. That's a weekend aloha, right there. Yeah. yeah. Someone's the party winning. is on for SJ Lola. Bring Someone's it. Someone's winning. Uh, mm. We also need to thank Gary D for super thanks yesterday. Gary, Gary D with the $5 D. super thanks. And a $3 super sticker from Deidre right at the last moment um, so of nice. yesterday's show. Deidre uh, chipped in $3. So thank you so much really cool you guys thank you for supporting the show a lot of people jumping in with uh super stickers and patreon paypal stuff so we're just really grateful to have your support because what it means is yeah sorry paypal what it means is to at least to me and i think to john is that you're enjoying the party and you want us to keep doing it so that we will yes unless you're paying us to go away which i hope is not the case (laughs) just stop talking about it already okay yeah Man. Yeah, we had um we had a very popular um uh short YouTube short yesterday. We broke out the mm-hmm. the Disneyland story. I remember the woman was kicked the lady off, of, getting or the not kicked off. World. She kicked herself off. Yeah, small world when it broke down, and that got over twenty five hundred views in twenty four hours, which, which is big for us. for us. But and, it brought um, some comments, like all the yeah. all the like Trumper kind of people came. It brought out. the trolls to the yard. I love yeah. the fact that people can't um, they can't disagree with you. They were calling you like an authoritarian or like you know, you know, F. Because I'm like stay in the boat. Yeah, yeah, F Disney <laughs> and 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 you you're probably gonna wear a mask for thirty years and then uh, yeah like, boo with the narrators. I'm like don't bring yeah. me into it. That's like Kim in her opinion. But um, um no, you were to team. It's a team situation. But well, unless they come from when you, I go you know. down, you go down with me. Like she's over there. Um, yeah, but it's so <laughs> funny because the, the clip gets shown to people who are not subscribers, right? So you get yeah. like a lot of, but it's weird. It's like this kind of cultish, yeah. anti-intellectual, but also anti-authority uh, uh, anti um, yeah. bent. But it's weird because those people are all about law and order. Yeah. Unless the person looks like them, maybe like you have no problem when they're dragging away the minority. Like, but uh, oh, no, you're just following the rules. How dare you tell people to follow the rules? Mm. Um, Anyway. Yeah. So a little craziness out there in uh, YouTube land. 
Um, you, you have a little what? history. For I today. do. Um, I noticed that the, I was. I always look at on this day in history things, and yeah, I, it seems like it happened just yesterday. On this day, January twenty sixth in twenty twenty, basketball star Kobe Bryant and his thirteen year old thirteen year old daughter Gianna and seven others, which, you know, they don't name them because you probably wouldn't know who they were, but uh, they all died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. So can you believe that was three years ago or four years ago, actually? Four years ago. Four years yeah, ago. It was yeah. right before the, uh, it was before we knew about the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. Um, something else I saw that I thought was interesting. And Kathleen Bryant with $10. Yay, Kathleen. Thank, Thank you. you. Kathleen. No, I didn't see that. Thank you, Kathleen. That's awesome. We appreciate it. No, this story, I and it might be pertinent to you because you you ride Muni a lot. You're a mass transit kind of fella. Yeah, every day. Um, they're apparently, you know how they each transit agency has a color. Muni has red, Bart has blue. Um I think it's Sam. Is it Sam Trans that has green? One of them has no, green. Sam Trans is like blue and red. Somebody has green. Uh, oh, Maybe uh, Smart Rail. East, no, uh, East Bay. East Bay. What's okay. Called? What's it called? What's East Bay best? East Bay Transit. Uh, I don't know. Alameda, Alameda County something. Transit. ACT. Wait, it's like green, yeah. and, green and gold. I think. Yeah. Um. Well. AC Transit. Yeah. AC Transit. Uh, Bay Area Transit agencies now want universal signage. They want all the colors to be the same so everything matches, which is interesting because you would think when you look at a transit map and you see all these different colors, you can easily spot the agency, the, the you know, where the one you want to take by knowing, right. oh, I'm looking for BART, it's blue, or oh, yeah. I'm looking for Muni, it's red. But that is not what they want. Cal Calvin won the uh, transit uh, trivia. AC Transit, woohoo! <laughs> Who knew we were doing Trivia Friday? Um they say that the fonts and colors and how subway lines are arranged um, make a big difference on these maps. They want them all uniform to cover all of the 27 transit agencies around the Bay Area. Wow, 27. They want, all, they want them all to look the same. The redesign's goal is to establish and reinforce a common identity for a fragmented network where every agency from the Golden Gate Transit to Sam Trans, uh, right now they all design their own maps. A visit to your local BART, uh, you know, they see the BART's blue rubbing up against the Muni's red or the AC Transit's green. Um, I thought we embraced diversity. You don't. Standardizing maps and signage, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission says they want to make it easier for riders to navigate and transfer between the services, whether they're at Bart's Rock Ridge or at the Palo Alto Caltrain station. So the hope is with having every directional aid having the same basic design that you'll know how to find your mode of transport and how to get where you want to go. Wouldn't that have more to do with the content of the sign and the arrows? I think it's more confusing because I want to see what agency, like, you know, if I want to, if I want to ride smart rail and it's red, just like everything else, I, I want to be able to see mine standing out to me in some way. I don't know. Yeah. And the weird thing is like the market street subway has uh, for four of the stops, four out of the five or six or seven, seven stops or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. They have BART and Muni. And tourists get confused. And so a lot of times yeah. uh, we will see a confused tourist on the train and they'll ask where something is. And then we realize they oh, they meant to be on BART and they don't yeah. understand that there's two systems. But mm -hmm. I don't know if, if you make it all the same color, how is that going to 
it seems more confusing, confusion. not less confusing. Right now, you think it's all the same system, which it's yeah. Not. And they want Especially it to if you're be. within one city. That right. they want it to be all the same system. They want it to be like, oh, right. It's but easy if you have two different fare gates, right. right? Two different fare gates in San Francisco. Right. It's two different sections of the station. Right. You can't get from one to the other once you go through the turnstile. That's going to be yeah. confusing. Um, yeah, I think so too. This sounds half baked. Sounds <laughs> sounds like an authoritarian plot. We don't I'm want gonna go that. On YouTube. I'm going to go in YouTube and leave nasty comments. Oh, um, you know what I wanted to show you. And you're gonna think this is wild. Um, did you see this lion in the in the convertible Bentley? No, it looks like you added an animal. Oh, you added a couple <laughs> animal stories. I did add a couple animal stories. Did you this bring is, photos? I did bring photos to the party. Yes, this is um, a lion in a Bentley, and it's getting a lot of uh, pushback. You could say, here's the picture. I can't believe this lion fit in this car anyway. There you go. Look at that. Lion Aww. in a Bentley. This lady took her pet lion for a ride pet in her lion. convertible. Pet lion? She got busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened in Thailand, where apparently oh. it is not... There are no rules. It, no, there's no rules. It is not illegal in that country to own a lion. But um, she got busted for breaking environmental and natural resource laws by possessing a protected wildlife without authorization. Apparently you, there are rules you have to follow. There's so they arrested her. Protocols. Yeah. They said they became aware of her illegal possession of a lion cub after a video of the animal cruising in the back seat of an open top Bentley went viral. Uh, the, she could be fined up to, it sounds like a lot, a hundred thousand bot but it's 2,800 bucks yeah, or no, face a year in jail. Uh, 2.6 million views though. She got on that thing online. So, you know, yeah, they have one of those currencies where everything's in a big number is a big number. Just like um, in South Korea, it's like that. It's like 200,000 and like, Oh, that's like $5 or whatever. Mm, yeah. I would be scared. I mean, you think a lion's docile if you have it but then you know how do you know if not to turn around and claw your face off while you're driving down the road no yeah. no no lions in the front seat no lions in the car how about that how about that for a rule and if you want a thai massage in thailand it's like 200 to 300 baht so it's only right. like that's like five dollars to ten dollars oh okay Something like that that's i don't bad. know how i feel about that no time. I, no, I'm talking about like uh, up and up massage. Oh, like a real massage? Yes, a real massage. Oh. Thai massage is a whole thing. It's like five oh. to eight dollars for an hour, for an oh. hour long massage, like the That's best it? massage you've ever had. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Pro tip. Yes. Uh, let's talk about this little guy. This not maybe sex you want to have. I'm just saying. What? <laughs> yeah. This is a. I, I don't know how to say it. Anti-chinus? Anti I don't. Sounds. I didn't say penis. I said anti-chinus. But you just said it. <laughs> Here he is. Oh. You want to? You want it, or you want me to do it? Uh, you can do it because I have no idea what this is about. Oh, okay, so this is a male anti-chinus, anti-chinus, anti-chinus. Yes. Yeah. He loses three hours of sleep. A tech every 
Texinus. <laughs> and to Chinus. He he loses three hours of sleep every night during his three-week breeding season to boost his chance of mating. And then all the males die off in a single event. This is not the mating season that is your friend. Mm -mm. It's mating season. Native These little carniv carnivorous marsupials apparently waste as little time asleep on as possible to get lucky with the ladies. And techinuses. It's and techinuses. And techinuses. And techinuses. They they have a three week breeding period, and they lose. It's, it's about twenty percent of their total sleep. This level of sleep loss would make humans perform very poorly, according to yeah. researchers. I'm just imagining them pounding the Red Bull. Yet the Antichinus, 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 uh -huh, they do it for three weeks. And they do this to mate with as many females as possible and father mm. a maximum number of offspring before they croak. They drop dead uh -oh, in a they don't single... Have to worry, they don't have to worry about the child support. No, they don't. They're in and they're out. They drop dead in a single programmed event following the mating period. Programmed event. It's it. They survive longer in captivity, but they become sterile. Isn't that interesting? So it's like a one-time breeding deal. That's it. That's all you get. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. The, in captivity, out of 10 of them, two died at the end of the breeding season the same night, only hours apart. They live and reproduce for only one year. The Antechinus, Antechinus, yeah. Um, and they think maybe they die due to extreme sleep deprivation based on the observation that these severely sleep-deprived lab rats eventually die of exhaustion. Uh, I just thought that was the uh, an interesting story to learn about the Antechinus, if I can say it right. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that is the antithesis of fun. <laughs> no, that's not. There's a reason. You this know what else? You know what fun. is fun? West T. West West West. West T with five dollars. Thank you, yeah, West. Have a good weekend, West. Thank you for that. That's a great Thank way to you, start West. off our Friday show. Humans helping animals again. This coyote with a bucket stuck on his head oh, was rescued no. from a field in California that had flooded, and. And this is in San Diego where they've been having huge problems with flooding. At first, when they they brought this animal in, they thought it was a dog. And it's not until they start peeling away this bucket, they realize, oh, this is a coyote. Mm. No. This dog um, was reported floating in debris in a flooded coyote. field. Oh, yeah, sorry, this coyote. <laughs> was, yeah, I made the same mistake. Uh, reported floating in, uh, in a debris field in this field with a bucket stuck on his head the only way to reach this animal was by boat because of the different uh the difficult terrain they had san diego lifeguards that assisted trying to get this quote dog but during the rescue they realized this is a coyote so they took it for treatment vets gave it some pain meds then they took the bucket off of his head and it looks like the coyote was transferred to a wildlife center where they rehabilitate apex predators and they hope that they will be able to return this guy to the wild very soon. Oh, good yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. um, this next story is about Texas, your favorite state. A beaver has been blamed for a Texas road washing away in the rain. You know okay. what? Always blame the beaver. That's what I have to say. Yeah, you let's know. check out the report here from Texas. 
I do like editing those stories because that story was originally like three minutes long. Did you do like my edit? That was my one was minute good. edit. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, let's get let's get to the let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the good stuff. Um, you know how those those small town reports will just like veer off and yeah. they'll interview somebody and it's like like barely related. Sometimes like, what do you have gold, for lunch though. today? Comedy gold, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do this next story since uh, okay. since uh, we front loaded with the Kim stories. Yeah. Um, this next story is about a bird, a bird making a, a rare visit to Los Angeles gets tangled in fishing line. Oh no! An Arctic bird making a rare visit to California ended up tangled in this, this fishing line was taken in by animal rescuers. The nonprofit International Bird Rescue said in a news release that the yellow-billed loon, which is most commonly found in the Arctic Circle and is only very rarely spotted south of the Canadian border, was first spotted near Cabrillo Beach Pier in Los Angeles. Onlookers determined that the bird was tangled in fishing line and alerted lifeguards who notified marine rescue workers. Fishing line was removed and the loon was taken to the International Bird Rescue's Los Angeles Wildlife Center. The nonprofit said that the loon is eating on its own and recovering from the injuries in a pool with a common loon uh, that was also brought to this. Uh, you don't was, mix those two. Don't mix the com common loon with the, the common loon. special the loon. Yeah, the mm -hmm. common loon in the background there. Uh, Yellow-billed loons uh, are listed as near-threatened species, International oh. Bird Rescue says. So um, pretty cool. And although it is funny that um, he or she visits Los Angeles and, of course, uh, is confronted with plastic. Uh -huh. Los Angeles always full of plastic, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're made of plastic, but polymer that's of some type. a plastic surgery joke. Yeah, look at that. I and I this is whole this whole thing is for tourism purposes, but I don't know if I'm going to find this bouncy house. Mm -mm. Mm. No, um, I'll do the story. Yeah, is that what, okay? Um, you confused me with the uh, the photo there. Uh, a, a bouncy tourist attraction in Pakistan, Pakistan, yeah. as John Rothman would say, Pakistan, Pakistan. Has, Pakistan um, has been named the world's largest inflatable castle by Guinness World Records. The record-keeping organization said Jumbo Jump in Karachi, put that on your list, officially mm. took the record for largest inflatable bouncy castle when it measured 15,295 square feet. Um, take a look. We have multiple photos here. Look how big this thing is. And here's an aerial view. Wow, that's pretty big. Spot. Yeah, this is pretty big. Um yeah, the attraction unveiled in November took the record from Dubai's Jump X, which earned the title in January 2023. Uh-oh, it's a competition now. It's heating up. Jumbo Jump, which aims to attract more tourists to Pakistan. <laughs> How are you going to get people to Pakistan? I know. Big bouncy house. It has a maximum capacity of 200 people. It features a slide, climbing walls, and various castle-themed decorations. Um, yeah. So now we know why Al-Qaeda was hiding out in there. My daughter used to be, when she was two, three petrified of bouncy houses oh really yeah really scared of them and then it wasn't until they had one of these that was like a huge one yeah that wasn't just like a singular house but that was one of these you know the size of out of four or five of them put together that her cousins took her on and then she realized oh okay i got it this is fun i'm all right with it yeah uh, be aware. Do they call it Talabounce? <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm realizing as we look at this, it kind of looks like a training ground for like your young, uh, your up and coming jihadists. Oh, that's mean. Oh, I know. But it's funny. You're the only one that can make that joke here on the show. Well, so. it kind of looks like it. Doesn't it look like a track? It kind of looks like, you know, when you're in the army and you have to get under the barbed wire, you have mm, to get down yeah. low in the mud. Kind of yeah. looks like a training course. Uh, it's supposed to be fun. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> there we go. Talibans. This is weird. The statue that went missing disappeared from Louisville, Kentucky, nearly 30 Lo years Lo ago. Lo Louisville. Lo Louisville. Lo you have yeah. to sound like you're having a stroke when you say it. Louisville. I Lo said it. I think I said it well. No. No, you did it well, but I'm just. Um, nearly 30 Lo years it's been Lo gone. Yeah. What? From this yard in Louisville. It Lo has been returned to the city by a man who had it in his backyard the whole time. David Greer said his dad worked on a renovation project in 1996 at the Belvedere. Oh, Belvedere. That's an elevated event space in downtown Louisville. And he Ooh. brought the statue home. I don't really like the statue, but that's beside the Kinda point. Creepy. Uh, it creeps me out a little bit. Yeah. It creeps me out too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he says, Dad said they tossed it to the side and he asked if he could have it. And they said, sure. That's where it began its life at our house. The statue depicts Greek god Pan playing the flute. Yeah, Gordon's right. I didn't have any clue what it was it was just this little guy playing a flute and i was like okay it's art uh they said they decided to do some research into the statue's history in december and they discovered the louisville metro public arts department had been searching for this artwork artwork which was created by artist charlotte price he put two and two together reached out to the city and said hey i think we have the statue that belongs to you guys they were very interested in uh, returning it to the city the city was happy to have it back and so there you go it's statues in great condition despite nearly 30 years without proper upkeep it's being appraised for the city and they will soon decide where they will install it but they're happy to have it back um and for people to be able to see it again so there you go pan yeah. is back where pan belongs looks a little evil i think it's the eyes the eyes that are creeping me out it looks like emaciated i guess i don't yeah. know it's very well, it's non-human looking that it has like a i don't know like a spirit it, weird look to it well it hasn't been eating is that what happened? 30 yeah. years? Been going without? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you play the flute on the street. It's hard. You're working for tips. You're you busking. Yeah. yeah. It's, a hard, it's a hard life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to retirement. Or can we move on to retirement? I don't think so. Think you'll work past 70? Good luck. Why most of us retire early. We're living healthier uh, and longer. Many of us have jobs that can uh, we can do from a computer, like a YouTube show. And if we want to keep working past 70 or past 80, what's to stop us? A lot, it turns out. The average American retires not at 80, not at 70, or even 65, but at 62. That statistic comes from two different annual surveys of working and retired Americans. Who can 60, afford that? 62. My dad retired at 60. Um mm. But he did a good job sucking away money um, and didn't spend any money on himself. Yeah. 62 is a point in life that many of us would term middle age. Hardly a moment to hang it all up. Medicare doesn't kick in until 65 and average life expectancy is 77 and a half. Uh, our sitting president is 81. I'm glad my dad retired at 60 because he only lived to 65. So he had 15 years of retirement. So that was yeah. a good decision on his uh, part. Few of us plan to retire at 62. The average over 50 worker expects to retire at 67, according to a Transamerica study. Two-thirds of older Americans plan to retire at 65 or not retire at all. Uh, the hard truth, we don't always get to retire when we want. The reality of retirement in America is a radical departure from what workers envision, according to the report. 
Many people imagine easing out of retirement on their own terms, but actual retirement tends to arrive abruptly and unexpectedly, triggered by declining health or corporate downsizing. We had mm-hmm. some a few colleagues who yeah. know, d- had a de facto retirement when they were let go. Um, the new year has brought a cascade of layoff announcements from big companies such as Amazon, Citigroup, and Google. Often it does appear uh, that it's out of their hands. In the Transamerica survey, 56% of retirees said they retired sooner than they had planned. A much smaller share, 7%, retired later than expected, and only 37% retired on their own schedule. That's interesting. So why do so many people retire earlier than planned? Life happens, simply put. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nearly half of those who retired earlier than planned blame their health, physical limitations, illness, or disability. Roughly two-fifths blame their jobs. They're either laid off, downsized, or lured into early retirement, or they were no longer happy at work. Uh, you see it now with a lot of companies laying people off. Uh, are a lot of pe- those people going back to work? Some, some maybe not. Uh, the survey conducted by the Harris Poll covered 2,500 workers, 50 and over, and uh, 2,100 retirees. Um, the uh, We've seen this in our work for years. We ask retirees why they retired sooner than they planned, and by large, uh, and by and large, it's due to their either their personal health issues or retirement. Or I'm sorry, employment-related issues like getting laid right. off, bought out, yeah. organized. So there you yeah. go. So it may not be according to your schedule. Mm. Well, I don't know. Are we going to be uh, – am I going to be 80 years old doing this show? No, Kim McAllister, <laughs> John Daly. Now for some animal news. <laughs> Sponsored by uh, Hot Cocoa. <laughs> Is that what old people <laughs> drink? Hot Cocoa? Well, I would have thought I you would have said Metamucil. Drink. Oh, that it might be what I'll drink. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. Have you heard this method? It's called the let them approach. I don't know no. if I completely agree with this, but if the people in your life tend to disappoint you, you might need this type of policy in your life. All right. This is Mel Robbins, who's a popular motivational mo- motivational speaker. Hello, I can speak. Uh, They said that she said that she went on this this video and it now has more than 33 million views and promoted this type of that must be nice. Let them approach. So here's what she says. If your friends are not inviting you out to brunch this weekend, let them. If the person that you're really attracted to is not interested in a commitment, let them. If your kids don't want to get up and go to that thing with you this weekend, let them. That you spend too much time and energy wasted forcing people to match your expectations. So just letting them is a better response, especially in our romantic lives and our friendships. The truth is, she says, if somebody is not showing up how you need them to show up, don't try to force them to change. Let them be themselves because they are revealing to you who they are. So let them. Then you get to choose what you do next. Now, my problem with this whole let them approach, which I completely agree with partially, <laughs> then that I don't completely agree, right? I partially agree with, is you have to, I think you have to tell people what you're upset about or how they're not showing up for you at least once. So tell people, express yourself, communicate what you need from someone. And then if they continue to do the thing that has upset you in the first place, then let them. Well, that doesn't sound passive aggressive. I mean, come on. It's how much 
it's how much energy are you going to expend on i have a similar policy people don't show up they want to mm-hmm. whatever i call it effort just effort that instead of just let them just effort yeah i just call it effort oh <laughs> But then you never take the moment to tell the person, hey, listen, this bothers me when you do this, or I really need you to do this. So they, there's no way for someone to read your mind and know that they need oh, to correct, I, I correct that behavior. Okay, I see, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Tell the person and then let them. And then I say F, F it. it. Or whatever, yeah. whatever you need to do. Right. Yeah. They think this could be helpful for people that tend to obsess over stuff. Um they say the approach could be useful to people who tend to internalize other people's behavior, struggle to allow others to have autonomy, or engage in anxious patterns. Others might not find it as constructive. Sounds like my childhood. And see, including people pleasers, since they're oh, prone that to definitely let. Definitely sounds like my childhood. They they say they're prone to let people supersede their needs and wants. People pleasers generally allow others to do as they wish without any consideration of how their behaviors may impact others. This Sounds whole, like producing shows at KGO. This whole let them approach may prevent them from speaking up and from being heard. So, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's about, I guess, retaining, regaining control. So, funny um, you should say that. Let's see what Lori has to say. You can't control what other people do. You can only control yourself. Uh, I agree with Kim. Communicate and then let them respond how they will. Yeah. John, I also say F them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, think, saying that, I'm saying that part in my head. F them. Well, let them and F them, I think, really mean the same thing, right? Yes. It's let them and then make your choices based on the behavior they're showing you. But yeah. what they don't say is communicate first. And I think yeah. that's really important. Don't let just them is a little too passive for my style. Let them. Well, you're letting them and then you're making the choice to F them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't let them because they control. I don't have control over it. They're doing it on their own. So I'm not actually yeah. letting them do anything. Um, speaking of letting people do things or not letting mm-hmm. people or not wanting to let people do things. Remember that uh, art show where there were like the man and the woman that were naked and people had to pass through. They oh, had to walk yeah. The they people. had to squeeze well, through uncomfortably. Like you had to touch their butt nakedness. Yeah. Well, this uh, formerly naked dude sued. He sued the uh, MoMA. Uh, he was one of the artists who performed nude in the Marina uh, Abramovic work. SF uh, MoMA? No, this is uh, New York, I believe. Okay. Yes, New York. A performance artist has sued the Museum of Modern Art, saying that officials neglected to take corrective action after several visitors groped them during a nude performance for the 2010 retrospective. Marina Bromovic, the artist, is present. The allegations were submitted uh, this week in New York Supreme Court with the artist, John Bonafede, seeking compensation for emotional distress, career disruption, humiliation, and other damages. Uh, he had participated in one of the most famous works from the 1970s in Ponderabilia, which requires two nude performers to stand opposite of each other in a slim doorway that visitors are encouraged to squeeze through to enter an adjoining gallery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like... Why is he suing? He signed up for that, right? Right, because people were groping and then they didn't do anything to stop it. According what do to you lawsuit, expect? You're naked in front of people. That... Come on. He was sexually assaulted seven times by five visitors that means i guess two of them went for it twice uh he reported for the individuals to moma security which ejected them from the galleries the lawsuit said the fifth assault was directly observed by uh, security 
He said in legal filings that MoMA turned a blind eye to the assaults um, and created a hostile work environment where performers were expected to submit to the actions of unruly audience members. The lawsuit comes nearly 14 years after the exhibition. I didn't realize it happened so long ago. New York's Adult Survivors Act, which gives people an additional window to file uh, sexual misconduct claims, expired in November, but there was an agreement to extend this case. Uh, John believes that there should be edgy performance art like this in major institutions, but his goal here is to make sure the performers are properly taken care of when their safety and make sure that their safety is ensured. Well, you're forcing people to to rub their bodies against your naked body. Yeah. So they're going to touch you. And I, I just feel like it's there's well, always going to be a creeper. Like graze through, but not grab. Not grab, not copophilia so as be, you're passing through. Be, you don't but have... Don't you, um, I mean, don't you, if you're going to put yourself in that position to have hundreds of bodies rubbing up against you all day, don't you have to realize that I'm not condoning sexual assault or grabbing or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't even go, have gone to this event, event because I would have not wanted but to. But it sounds like your performance uh, blaming. No, I just feel like if you, if, you, if you put yourself in the spot where people have to rub up against there you like you this, look at how close they are. Then yeah. you're putting yourself, because not everybody's going to be sliding well behaved. You're with the public. You're sliding, with the well, public. but you have to be well behaved in public and not, you know, in, what, what if you were in a, what if you were in a crowded room? You can't just grab so, somebody's junk because, you know, you're in a crowded bar. You do. People do every single yeah, day. Yeah, but that's a sexual assault. It happened so to me many, many times working in bars. But you have, but you're not naked putting yourself in No, but we position. threw them out. We 86 them. But if you're this guy, look at this where he is, right? If you're this guy and you're standing here and hundreds of people have to slide through slide the nakedness through, but not grab what do you think, what so do you, he was assaulted, you don't think that woman I, I didn't have her boobs grabbed 50 times that day then that would be a reason to kick them out you're not allowed to do that it would be but i mean what are you going to kick out everybody in there I mean, there's a reason people go to this there's a reason particular this event fun. Well, yeah not so I fun for them i think you're excusing uh crossing the line no which, i don't excuse yeah. the assault at all but i also am not I'm, I'm more realistic thinking maybe they that should have wily coyote signs that they hold up to say like no if you, touchy no if you touchy. don't want to be grabbed if you don't want to be grabbed then don't stand naked in the th in the museum and have people have to slide Mama past Day three you. voices why not sue the artist who set it up yeah because they signed up for this well i mean but they it's not that it happened it's that they complained about it and then they didn't do anything about it mm-hmm Mm, that's where they get in trouble. I but think anyway. they set unrealistic expectations for what the job performance was going to entail. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not going to happen. All right. Well, it's time to take a break, even though I don't want to. But when we come back, we'll talk don't about. Don't want to. Can't make me. Can't, you can't make me. Let them. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about these target workers who maybe use their position to get something they shouldn't have gotten also there's an ambulance where people go for life after death you think of ambulance as saving your life uh, we'll mm. talk about it it's all coming up on the after party live in just a moment the after party live is underwritten by our audience and without you this show wouldn't be possible for a dollar a day you could help feed a very moody three-year-old cat with a taste for turkey and chicken Every day across this world, cats go 30 minutes without food and don't know where to turn. Any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. 
Thank you for your consideration. Are you hungry? You want food? A party where you don't even have to leave the house. You could be naked for all we care. The After Party, live. Yes, it's the After Party Live, and we have ongoing contributors to thank. We do have ongoing contributors to thank. Big ones, as a matter of fact. Steve P., thank you for your support of the show very much. And Sue Ellen H., thank you so much for supporting the After Party Live. Uh, two ongoing supporters mentioned today. You guys mean so much to us. Thank you so much for the support. Kathleen Bryant, throwing down $10 on this Friday. Thank you for that. Wes, Throwing in five bucks as well, all the way from Florida. Thank you for that. The super stickers, super chats are open. And as always, we uh, we can't tell you how much it means to us that you guys are enjoying the show and supporting it in this way. Really. Yes. Um, and then I saw a comment here I wanted to include uh, from Donald, the Maine Coon. Speaking of Maine Coons, Archie's part Coon. I saw that. He says it's like excusing bad actors because the person being assaulted uh, was dressed like they wanted it. I think this is a little bit different. So this is not the case of somebody wearing a mini skirt. And because you wear a mini skirt or because you wear tight pants, you're assaulted. That's different. This is, I'm going to be naked nudie, 100% nude, and I'm going to stand against someone else who's nude like this, and you are going to have to slip past me and have every part of your body touch every part of my body. Well, not every part. I mean, limbo. Pretty much. But that's different than putting your hand out and grabbing somebody's junk or grabbing somebody's boobs. I Lori agree. says you have to slide between people on public transportation sometimes, and if somebody gropes a person, it's still assault. Please don't uh, BL add me. Don't blame blame the assaulted person. I okay, but you no but signed, no but no, hands off the butt, one. Kim. You signed up for this job and you knew exactly what the job was. Not to be assaulted. Obviously, he didn't like that. What do you think is going to happen if you're naked and the people are sliding past you? Kim's bringing her tools and touching you. I'm just saying. I would normally agree with you, Donald, and also Lori. But in this particular instance, I think it comes with a different set of expectations. Luis with $5. Uh, damn it, John. Fell under the Archie spell yet again. Yes. Uh, studies show. Karen Cooper, $5. Archie, Archie, Archie must donate. Woo! Yes. Studies show that when the Archie, Archie promo runs, mm -hmm. we get more donations. Yeah. So thank there you. There you go. These target workers are reportedly uh, being fired you for it's the whole Stanley mug craze, which is oh, so lame. I don't know when I this is. They were the grabbing end. each other or something. They weren't grabbing each other. They were grabbing the Stanley mugs, and they're not supposed to do that. What? They when were is the using. Story end? They're using their status as employees to buy these popular limited edition Stanley mugs. Business Insider says that you know earlier this year they had this limited edition pink quencher. Uh, that was a collaboration between Stanley and Starbucks, and it was a big deal. The yeah, the, why does it out, say Stanley only available at Target if you could also get them at Starbucks? Because these particular ones in this particular color were only available at Target. That's it. It was a special edition limited thing. This is so dumb. And they sold out almost immediately. And they're white we, with a gray handle now? No, this they were hot pink. They're just going to go through all the colors and do a limited edition. Mm, Can you imagine well, the very product was like, now available in green, now available <laughs> in blue, now available in red. 
Well, as uh, we saw news coverage, there were kind of stampedes and long lines. There were only one per customer, one per family. And then people bought them and then turned around. They bought them for $45 and resold them or, and still are for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Target is saying, we're not restocking these cups. So whatever we sold, we sold. But one of the, apparently at one Target, at least one, this woman was fired because she bought one of the quenchers from a barista at the store who had set them aside. So they set them aside mm. for themselves. Other co-workers were fired as well. Target policy prohibits employees from using their status as employees to gain an unfair advantage over guests when it comes to purchasing merchandise. Do you know who I am? Kind of a big deal. Uh, Target associate. They also say employees cannot be working when they buy Target merchandise, and they can't buy items that are promotional or in high demand. Well, I guess being a worker there doesn't really get you, you know, any advantage. Louis says uh, the ultimate horror would be a Taylor Swift edition Stanley Cup. The horror, the coverage would be infinite. They make that. I've what? seen it. They There's make a Taylor, a Taylor Swift? Swift Stanley Cup. Oh, it's a, it is an, it's if a you imagine it. specialty item on Etsy. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, like um, a somebody's making it customized. One. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. On X said they were fired by Target for purchasing a cup and that they were unaware the item was so high profile. And so they said they didn't tell employees that this was going to be a big deal. They knew. They see people rushing and people asking about the cup and whatever else. Uh, the company, Stanley, is projected to make $750 million in 2023 because of the popularity of this. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. You can't do that at Target, I guess. No special for you. Nothing special. No soup for you. Uh, you were kind of max headrooming out, so I'm going to turn. You had echo cancellation on, so I'm going to turn that off and okay. uh, let us know if you uh, can't hear Kim. I think mm. you're uh, at a good. Sorry about now. that. Um, Beth Farmer with ten dollars. <laughs> Women put up with crap like this all the time. I think she's talking about the being grabbed. It's true. Yes, yes. Context is everything. It's interesting that he is suing, but the woman that was standing there is not. Well, at, maybe at she time. wasn't assaulted. Yeah. Right. He had his. Well, maybe you know. Assaulted. Don't be sexist, Kim. She, Men get assaulted. I, I got assaulted at the bar all the time when I used to be a barback in a crowded club, and you have a double. You have uh, two stacks of uh, you know like I, glass IKEA tumbler type glasses right. in your hand. Right, you your arms are not free. Oh, you and can't defend people think yourself. they can. People think they can just grab you. And I, the number of times I would take my my shoe and just slam on someone's <gasps> toes. Oh. How else could you keep somebody from sexually assaulting you? It's not okay. I guess what drunken ladies cop in a feel. Uh, mm. Ladies and guys. Oh both. my! What did you do? No discrimination. I slammed their toes with my foot. Really? And a lot of people woke up with you know black and blue toes in the morning. Well, at least they got something out sexual of it. Sexual assault. Not okay, Kim. No. No. Yeah, I've not worked in a bar, so that hasn't happened to me. Um. Well, there's still time. <laughs> uh, you can head down to the Red Jack and uh, serve some kimikazes. Uh, inside an ambulance of the future is where uh, people are frozen in the hope of life after death. Suspended in a deep freeze, the growing number of, quote, patients at the world's biggest cryopreservation facilities are now taking a dice roll at another life. Some have been there nearly 50 years. Oh, this is so creepy. Oh, not in the ambulance, though, right? Well, hopefully not, unless you're in San no. Francisco. Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> 
it'll be a while. And please we, be patient. We understand when you're bleeding out, you have a choice of ambulances. <laughs> Despite the current odds uh, being vanishingly small, they represent an increasing number of people opting for an indefinite existence at negative 196 degrees Celsius after their legal deaths. The sleek white vats that stand in rows at the Cryonics Institute storage facilities in Michigan represent an increasing number of bodies, body parts, and pets from all around the world, all opting for an indefinite existence at negative 196 Celsius uh, after their legal deaths. Do you have to uh, float among... around naked in there? And do that, does the window have to show your whole naked body? Well, can and, they just show your face just, or something? And can people just sexually assault you? Kim, would you find that okay? Reach the well, they're glass. frozen. You know, they opted for it. Among those living... You know what? This... <laughs> Bite me. Among those living in this living... No questions. In this Arctic limbo are <laughs> chefs, students, secretaries, and professors. And it turns out that Brits are the most keen takers outside of the U.S., the president of the company uh, says that he regards the, cent uh, the centers as a place of awe and responsibility. But it's more than a waiting game. Uh, it's more of a waiting game than a place worthy of sci-fi imagining. The longest running patient, Rhea Ettinger, has been in her sub-zero waiting room since how long, do you think? Mm, I'm going to say 10 years. No. Oh. Longer than I've been alive. Really? I didn't know they were doing this back then. Not that you're that old even. 1977. Wow. Her son, Robert uh, C.W. Edinger, a decorated World War II veteran regarded as the founding father of cryonics, is also in, in indefinite storage, along with his first and second wives. Um, they conjured visions of Leo, uh, Leonardo da Vinci as he spoke of his, uh, this is the president, of his conviction that all humankind will one day be able to reverse engineer nature and achieve the holy grail of reanimating the clinically dead. He said, no. Ironic, ironically, while the number of members is growing, I'm only surprised that we're not more popular. What we're doing is pretty rational when you think about it. Cryonics is like an ambulance ride into the future to a future hospital that may or may not exist someday. While we give no guarantees, if you're buried or cremated, your chances of coming back are zero. Therefore, a Pascal's oh. wager or a gamble with little to lose and all to gain. Do we just? Can we just have the circle of life be the circle of life and not try to push it like this this is people you know you've had your time you gotta go oh, wow kim really strict and harsh today yeah i guess so oh all know. right i don't know um in the future we're all going to speak the same not going to have gonna be frozen. any accent. Everyone's going to speak exactly the same. This is how it will be. And apparently, this is a little bit of how we're going to sound. All right? We're all going to sound like these people. Muse when he wrote Unkaja. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like right. that. Like, I, I think people make it seem a little more dramatic than it is. Like, totally. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's not like Van Gogh, like, type of, like. Yes. He, he just, he wants to dress me right now. Yes. Like, yes. I think that's. Yeah. So that's how we're all going to sound. That's No, the, we're not going to sound yeah, like God, that. Yeah, we're going to sound exactly like that. What did she like say? That. Uncut jobs. Like, yeah. Like. Uncut mm -hmm. jobs. She was actually saying uncut gems. Yeah, uncut jams. That's how we're all gonna sound. We're all gonna no. We're not yeah, all from the OC. We're all gonna sound exactly like that. Why are we going to sound like that? Now you can put the picture up if possible. We're all going to sound like that because well, apparently we're all watching the TikTok talk app, and it's influencing the way that 
we speak, especially TikTok. young people speak. I'm not either. But sometimes I'll see a video like we'll that. We'll be immune a story. from the, the zombie TikTok apocalypse. This is the theory of an associate pre professor of linguistics at the University of Warwick in England. His name is Christopher Streloff. And he says TikTokers, specifically young women, are using certain language features that will eventually lead most people to speak similarly. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, says Jim. Yes, these features include up-talking, where, you know, you talk, you are saying up a sentence talking? and let go up. Yeah, at the end. Is that a question? Is that <laughs> which occurs when a person inflects or changes the pitch of their voice, uh, making a sentence, as John says, sound like a question. Um, when she says, come up, uncut gems in the same no, she inflection, said like, influencers adopt these unique vocal characteristics instead of speaking monotonously because a varied tone is more engaging and exciting for listeners, even if it might sound unusual. Hmm. So uh, the, the linguistics professor says young women especially are using such language features as inflection and vocal fry in an innovative way. In almost all studies of language change, the innovators of language seem to be young women spread through use by young women. Can we well, because... put innovator in quotes? Yeah. <laughs> Pauline <laughs> I says, up I can't stand up talking. Me neither. Deidre says up talking is like nails on a chalkboard. In general, the way young women use language is the future of the way language evolves. So any changes we hear by young women are likely the future of the English language. It's interesting because you think, well, young women are changing the way they're speaking, and then they'll have kids, and the way they speak to their children, the children will hear that, and then it just kind of Ugh. becomes ingrained as the way we speak. Heather says, I, the one thing I can't stand is a vocal fry. I hate it, too. I, hate it, too. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have Lana our Del Rey. The accent of the future is the TikTok accent. Boo. No. Mm -mm. No, no. No, no, no. Are you ready for a, a sexy story? Please. Oh. No groping. No, no groping. groping, everyone. Mm. This is a New York uh hot new location it's new york's hottest new party scene a 180 sounds like that uh why are they in their undies saturday night live when he's like <laughs> telling about the hottest new scene um is a 185 degree co-ed sauna Ooh. the scene okay. is hot what can you tell us about the scene well larry the scene is hot literally amidst freezing cold weather in January doldrums, New Yorkers are flocking to a massive dry co-ed sauna inside a luxe uh, new bathhouse flat iron to get sweaty and some uh, find uh, it makes them sweat. The 800 foot room, sorry, the 800, I'm getting all hot and bothered. The 800 square foot room is heated to 185 degrees Fahrenheit and can fit almost a nearly 100 nearly naked Gothamites. We have this multiple photos here. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like. It's like all these beautiful people walking around in bikinis and underwear. People are like chit chatting the whole time, uh, according that to was the gym some good owner. Up talking, I like in it. Trainer, yeah. Uh, he's been to the sauna several times and thinks it could be a great place to meet women. Uh, it's also going to be a hot <laughs> date spot. That's for damn sure. He added, mm. Katie Romero, thirty-three, and a content creator who lives on the e Lower East Side notes that it's a very good-looking crowd. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone there is attractive. She said, "Is it the lighting?" Are they like 
glistening because of all the heat. It's a sexy space. Indeed, Bathhouse Flatiron, an 18 and over spa that debuted earlier this month, is open until midnight every day, and it was designed to make people look good. We're very focused on lighting the space correctly in a way that's appealing aesthetically, in a way that makes people look at the like the very best versions of themselves, according to the co-founder. It has a huge steam room, six pools heated to various temperatures, using energy generated from mining Bitcoin. Ugh. We built these spaces so multiple people and groups can go there together, be comfortable and hanging out. Uh, and you see in this photo here, it, it, the, it allows for an experience called Offgus, which a ringleader puts es essential oils on snowballs, then lets them melt and wafts the aroma around the space in a towel. Huh. The sauna also comes with a ready-made uh, conversation topic for those looking to mingle. Uh, the, its expansive size allows for an experience called the Offgus. So that's what they're talking about here, the Offgus, mm. and where the ringleader puts the oils on the snowballs. It's weird. It's a great thing that we wanted to have. Uh, this ritual performed every two hours. It's something for the hardcore sauna heads. Um, the, the 22nd Street venue was previously home to a parking garage, oh. which actually uh, slightly less sexy, which made it an ideal spot for large spa and underground facilities. Okay. There well, you that's go. what they're doing in New York. They're boinking at the spa. You know where else they're boinking? <laughs> There's no talking about boinking. Get your they're, head out of the gutter. They're boinking. My head's laying in the gutter today. They're boinking on tombstones in the UK. What? No, 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 no. There's a surge in sexual activity on tombstones. It's forcing police officers to request on tombstones? protection on tombstones, on them, on them. It's mm. not a lot of surface area if you're on it. I was thinking, why would you go to a cemetery to do that? Unless you were thinking to yourself, well, unless you're like a goth person who's like into the creepy or... Maybe you're thinking to yourself, there's nothing more that makes me feel alive when I'm around the dead. I don't know. That's not all that's going on at the cemetery, though. British police officers, they say they want changes to a city cemetery because of what they say is this problem with people having relations on top of tombstones. Um, they, there's now a town improvement plan drafted by the Suffolk County Police for the city of Ipswich, which is in southern, uh, southwestern, uh, southeastern England, about 67 miles from London, to be exact. In the improvement plan, police say there are other petty crimes that routinely happen at the cemetery, drinking, uh, partying, drugs. And wow. so they said it's common to find raised tombstones being used as tables for drugs and alcohol and the sexo quite a bit of the sexo happening at the cemetery to mitigate these crimes the police want the town to design out crime by making it logistically harder to engage in rule breaking so they want to put railings on top of tombstones to deter people from using them as a convenient flat surface <laughs> take away the oh, tabletops man. right it's kind of harder to do that against a cross, I guess, that's They'll featured here way. in the picture. In a religious setting, they say this antisocial behavior is particularly disrespectful, according to the BBC. Is that it your is, British accent? It is. It's my Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's more likely this will occur in the area at the back of the church where the protective railings are removed. Additionally, the police report recommends adding more surveillance cameras and brighter lighting in problem areas as well. So this is all under review. They'll talk about it. But at this point, 
it's still a fun time at the cemetery. Woohoo! Like uh, Mary Poppins. Um, you know who will go there uh, to hook up before he dies? Mm. This guy. Yeah. The antagonist. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He likes he'll, a little he'll, action. He'll show up. He'll be like, "Hey, one stop shopping." There mm. we go. Speaking of sexo, this is so gross. So and so embarrassing as well to even show you this picture. But you know how they make the promotional materials for um for movies? Yeah. You know, like at the Taylor Swift movie of the concert of the Eras Tour concert, they gave special popcorn buckets and they gave special drink cups out based on the Eras Tour theme and the movie and everything. Well, Someone created this Dune popcorn bucket for the movie Dune's release. Mm -hmm. So when the movie Dune comes out, this is the prototype. It's going to look like this. The problem with that is, because it it looks like one of those worm mouths, right? Okay. What else does it look like, John? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I would not have thought this. Starfish? In a million years, I would not have thought this, but apparently... The internet is losing its ever-loving mind over this looking like a particular type of toy. You know, the grown-up kind. Oh. I was thinking the built-in one that you use every day. I would not have thought of this. You have to stick your hand in the sandworm's cavernous throat to get to popcorn. But now people are thinking it looks like you're supposed to stick something else in there. We're so demonetized. So now I said it without saying it. Did you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Never but once. it's on the screen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's not. The words aren't on the screen. Yeah, unlike yesterday, we got demonetized because you put the word uh, "a hole" like right on the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, look, you're all welcome. day, yeah. all day, trying to build a show <laughs> to make an income. And Kim, late at night, puts the word a-hole across the the thumbnail. So movie critics are sharing the image of these Dune 2 popcorn buckets. I'm going to take that down. You think it looks like a special toy? No, I thought it looked looked like a starfish. I've never seen a special toy that looked like that. By special Uh, toy, I'm avoiding saying... You're not a dude. I guess not. Um, but it's making people giggle. The popcorn buckets, um, yeah, it, yeah, you're supposed to stick your hand in there, whatever. But users are saying it's reminiscent of something. I don't even want to say it. It's it's a yeah, you do. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it. It's something blank light. I'll say so you can think about whatever type of to- special toy has the word the, light. The guy, it. It, it just asked one of the guys in the chat mill. Explain yeah. To you. Um, they say, I want to just eat my popcorn, not stick my hand in a monster beep light. Uh, this could should be considered a marketing war crime. <laughs> Never make Jesus. this. this dope. So, yeah, I think they failed on that one. Mm-mm. Okay, time for one more story. So I'm going to skip ahead uh, to this one since it, we teased it uh, in the uh, Thank intro. you. Yes. A woman stole... Walmart shoppers horse and buggy while they were in a Michigan store. Can I just ask, first of all, what are the Amish people doing shopping at Walmart? Can't they not go in there? Why first wouldn't they of all, be able to go there? First of all, and I've not been to, I don't shop at Walmart, 
But I would imagine it's somewhat like Target in that when you walk in, the doors automatically You've never open. been in a Walmart? I walked into one once. And we walked out. We You've felt only so been in Walmart once in your life? Yeah. We don't shop at Walmart. Wow. We don't do that. Um, but don't you don't the doors automatically open for you? Technology. How do you no, check they're out? No, they're not. They're not allowed to employ technology to do their work and in, in their life. Well, what about when you're paying? It's an electronic well, they've cash had register. To, they've, had to, they've had to adjust to, they have to trade with modern society. So no, that's not, their rule doesn't keep them from I thought they had... participating society. No, they just can't, they can't do it themselves. Like they can't electrify their, their wagon, right? Oh, doesn't so mean they that can, they, they, they that doesn't part... mean they can't, that, that they don't participate in stopping at a stoplight, right? They I have didn't... to engage with technology. I thought they didn't even go to stores no. like Walmart, that they have special stores in all no. see what what I know about Amish. Sometimes people Walmart's the only comes store. From movies. Sometimes so. Walmart's the only store there. Mm. They don't live that privileged left coast elite life that you live where you have multiple stores. Okay. Different. I brands. just thought Walmart was verboten, but all right. No, no. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to the story. The family discovered the animal and buggy were missing after they finished their shopping at the Sturgis store on Saturday. Uh, Sturgis police said in a release on Facebook, a truck driver who was parked at Walmart told police that a woman had stolen the buggy and gave officials a description of her. Police said they had contact with the woman earlier that day at the same Walmart location. Later that night, police said they found the stolen horse and buggy and made contact with a 30-year-old woman at a nearby motel where mm -hmm. she was arrested without incident. She was booked by the at the St. Joseph County Jail on charges of larceny and larceny of livestock pending an arraignment. The horse was not harmed, and the buggy was returned. Uh, Sturgis is just 50 miles northeast of South Bend, Indiana. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Liz agrees with me. No Walmart. Uh, but a comment from Wes says they have to buy staples just like everyone else. And yeah, that was easy. B.A. Ware says, I'm confused about what being Amish actually means. Seems like outside of a horse and buggy, they're just like regular old Americans. I don't know. Well, they, I mean, you could Google Amish, but they live a very mm -hmm. different life. And you know, a lot of them make like they're you know, old. It's an old German like um, society of people. Right. And they have a um, what they're they um, they're Swiss German. Mm -hmm. um, they're an Anabaptist Christian Church Fellowship. So they're 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 related to Mennonites and their religious denomination. And they believe in what they believe in. And, yeah. you know. This Walmart is a mission. They make a lot of furniture, mm -hmm. like handcrafted wood furniture. Things Beautiful like that. furniture. Yeah. That they might sell at the Walmart. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where is this Walmart? It was uh, outside Michi of Indiana. Yeah, it was in Indiana. Yeah. Right? Or no, I said it was Michigan. Uh, it's Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, it's yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. It's between. Yeah, it's in Michigan, but close to uh, Indiana. <laughs> Heather says, I guess they're going to have to buy the club, but buggy edition. So this doesn't happen again. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't want that to happen. Uh, well, everyone, watch out for your uh, your horse and buggy this weekend. Make sure you, they are not stolen. So keep uh, keep an eye. That's an the eye other out. thing. If you know when you steal a, a horse and buggy, you're not getting away fast. This is not a <laughs> quick getaway vehicle. You're well, going to get busted. Well, they were able to identify her. And that's not going to stand out. Come on. We have uh, ongoing contributors to thank Steve P with a very generous donation and Sue Ellen H also with a very generous donation. We appreciate that. And then also we have our super stickers. Kathleen Bryan with $10. Wes with $5. Louise with $5. And yeah. Karen Cooper with $5. Thanks to Thanks, Archie, guys. the Archie Bump. 
That's it for this uh, Friday edition of the After Party, Kim. So thank you for all of your messages. I, we love to flash them up on the screen at the end. So toss them in there. Thank you for being with us on this Friday afternoon. Have a very good weekend. And because we've said it on every show at the end, I'll say go Niners. And no touchy. <laughs> no, don't touch. <laughs>